Me, oh, you tweaking. See you reaching. Time to teach them. Next time you gon' learn your lesson. Ain't no checking. Game on. Feel like LeBron on the throne. No debating. Ain't no faking. I'ma take them. Ankles breaking. Whoa, man, somebody come and save him. I be balling. I be balling. Big dog shot calling. All you heard. Hey, everybody. This is Lamont from FYF Sports Debate Podcast. And this is the inaugural episode here on this podcast, man. We, we, we're making the transition to audio, um, and, and we hope to use this particular platform to, to share what we think about sports, these sports topics, the sports debates. I mean, across all sports, NBA, NFL, baseball, man, we're really going to open it up, man. I know right now with this being the inaugural episode, I mean, there's really no call in line, nobody to really speak to right now. So we're just going to speak to the people um, in episode one of FYF Sports Debate Podcast. Now, we will get to some sports topics um, later on in the show, but, you know, we wanted to just make sure we introduce everybody to the podcast so you know what to expect from us um, as you tune in. Or we want this to be your daily commute show, you know, you know, if you if you honestly think about it. I want you guys to really think if you if you honestly think about it, what's the most peaceful time you have, especially when you're able to sit down and, and, and listen and, and digest some of these sports conversations in this sports talking is in your car. Right. During your breaks at your job, when you got 20, maybe 30 minutes to just kind of phase everything out that's going in and, and, and just you know, kind of melt into a sports podcast that's going to give you authentic and real sports takes on all sports topics, right? We're trying to, you know, translate what we've been able to do on other platforms and bring that here into the audio form. So again, salute to everybody that's tuned in today, listening, right? We hope you enjoy the show and the multiple shows to come. Um, and we're always open, man. Right, you know, you can always hit us up. Information is going to be in the description of this podcast. Make sure you email us if you got show ideas, show topics. If you want to come on and be a special guest, we are very inviting and, and, and we would love to speak with you guys. Get your insights as we grow um, into this new particular platform. Um, but just to let you guys kind of know about us, you know, we, we started the, the, the podcast on, on YouTube um, so we, we've kind of built up a fan base there. Um, and the FYF it just simply means forget your feelings. Right. The, you know, when we, we get into these sports topics, when you when you're dealing with fans, fanatics of teams, of players, you know, fans of different eras, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s. Right. We see a lot of emotion getting tied into some of these sports conversations in these sports takes. And that's what FYF Sports is here for. We bring the balance. And that's what you don't see. You know, when you looked at some of these other networks, whether it's major networks, whether it's small networks, small platforms, it's no balance. It's favoritism to one player, particular players, particular eras, 
sides are chosen. And that's what we want to stray away from here on, on FYF Sports. We try to bring the balance to this sport talk, bring the common sense to it, and take all emotion out of it. But we love to invite the debates. We love to invite people on the contentious points, the hard talking points. So when we eventually get to the point where we open these phone lines up, I invite the difficult calls. I, I actually look forward to having a call-in show where you guys can call in in the mornings or in the evenings, whatever time you hear this, if you can catch it live. And I invite the, the conversations. I look forward to maybe hanging up on a few of you guys, kicking you off the line because you said something crazy, what we define here as a max ether. That's what, we, that's what we're going to be looking forward to. You know, and it's all in jest. You know, I hope that, you know, just as a forewarning for people that I kick off the show, if you make a bad take, I definitely invite you to come back the next day so we can just do it all over again on your daily commute, on your breaks um, and just checking in with sports. And that's how we want to keep it here. You know, we want to have the hard conversations, the hard debates, touch on all topics, but make this a space where you can always come back. Laugh and, and enjoy yourself while talking about sports in the most authentic fashion possible. And that's what we want to do here at FYF Sports. But, you know, we're going to go ahead and kick off the inaugural episode. And um, this inaugural episode, I wanted to focus on the NBA. All right, Obviously, that's the primary sport we love to cover here on FYF Sports. Football season, baseball, that's around the corner. We'll, we'll definitely touch on those things as well. Um, but... You know, this NBA season has probably been one of the most disappointing seasons that I've ever experienced as an NBA fan. As personally, with me being a fan of a Portland of the Portland Trailblazers, I was disappointed in my team. But then, when I look around the the league, just league wide, I, I see so many disappointments, so many letdowns, and we're already in the era of the super team. You know, we came close to seeing two super teams not even make the playoffs. Right? Obviously, the Lakers are out. They didn't make it. We, we came close to seeing the Brooklyn Nets, another super team, loaded with stars, not make it. And, and, you know, maybe this is a question for another day, but we have to ask ourselves about the NBA. Can the NBA sustain can they take that type of blow with super teams when these teams fail and, and don't get to the finals? The question now becomes, what does the NBA do to keep fans interested? Or, you know, Are people going to continuously tune in to see the Phoenix Suns play the Milwaukee Bucks in the finals? Are they going to tune in to see the Atlanta Hawks or the 76ers teams that might not be as exciting to watch to the everyday fan? Obviously, you got your hardcore fans that are going to tune in regardless of who's playing, like me, myself. But what is the NBA going to do about this? Um, and is the era of the super team over based off what we've seen this year? Have teams figured out how to beat super teams? So we'll go ahead and start off with some of my biggest disappointments of this year. And we'll kind of breeze through most of them, and then we'll get to my number one biggest disappointment. Uh, but I made a list, and I compiled a list of about 20 different things. I had a list of about 20 different things. Obviously, we want these shows to be between 20 to 25 minutes, so I couldn't 
go through everything on my list. So I just kind of narrowed it down to five different things. And so the the first thing on my list is going to be the Sacramento Kings. Um, I don't think a lot of people actually expected them to take any major jumps into contention. Um, But a lot of people around the NBA were extremely disappointed when the Sacramento Kings chose to trade Tyrese Halliburton for DeMontis Sabonis, formerly of the Indiana Pacers. I think that was the biggest head scratcher of the trade deadline. You know, Halliburton was one of the few players on the Kings roster over the last decade that was vocal about wanting to stay in Sacramento his entire career. He was excited to change the culture. And instead, the Sacramento Kings shipped him off. And now, and that was all just to contend for a play-in spot. And that's a play-in spot that the Sacramento Kings did not even get. I mean, obviously, Luke Walton being dismissed. Um, that was that was not a shocker to me. I, I considered him one of the worst coaches in the NBA. I wasn't even sure how he even got the job to begin with after getting dismissed from L.A. Um, it's just been a mess in Sacramento. And, um, you know, with the, the assortment of talent that they did have, um, I thought the combination of Fox, Halliburton, Buddy Hill, and the young players, the young corridor, I liked what they did in the draft last year, I was under the impression that they would make a bounce back, at least to show that they're going to be competitive, similar to how we saw the Memphis Grizzlies grow over the years, showing semblance of promise until they were able to figure it out. That's what I expected from the Kings. So I have the Kings as my number five biggest disappointment of this 2021-22 NBA season. We'll see what they do in the draft. We'll see who they bring in to coach that team going in the next season. And I think the number one thing that you want to watch for if they're looking to rebuild and repair that team is do they bring in a coach before the draft? If they don't bring in a coach before the draft, then we know that they're going to get off to a bad start next year. So we'll be watching out for that. I think my number four biggest disappointment of this 2021-22 NBA season has to be the Atlanta Hawks. Right. They're coming off a season where, you know, they were able to march into the Eastern Conference Finals and bring the NBA champions to five games. Right. The Hawks definitely flopped this year. They struggled mightily. They have not been able to find the defensive prowess that helped get them through the playoffs last year and propel them to that upset over the 76ers. Um. They're still dealing with injuries to their young players. Uh, Trey Young is still showing major signs of inconsistency. I mean, I mean, if you're a fantasy sports player, I mean, obviously, you know, Trey Young's inconsistency. You know, one night he may go for 40. The next night he may go for 15 on five or 20 shooting. That may do to, that may be due to his size. But. Nate McMillan has to find a way to bring consistency to that team. And I thought that was something he was going to be able to do going into this season. But this year, they're one of the worst rated defensive teams in the league. Um, And I feel like this season was simply wasted based off their strong finish from last year. I thought they would 
use that momentum to have a much better season this year. And it looks like they took a step back, man. We can go on to number three. I think my number three biggest disappointment of this NBA season is James Harden. Now, the trio of Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden, it seemed almost too good to be true. When we when we were just looking at it on paper, that's like a video game 2K roster that you put together. But then, you know what? Apparently it was because unlike 2K, there's real life considerations that you have to factor in. Harden was hampered by a hamstring injury. Um, he looks like he's lost a lot of his explosiveness. He was absent for the, from the court for some time. He set out multiple games. Obviously, the Kyrie Irving situation with him sitting out early into the season before that team made the decision to allow him to be a part-time player. I think that might have kind of joggled the locker room to a certain degree. I told people early on, I told people early on in the season, I said, Kyrie Irving coming back into that lineup is going to be horrible for that locker room. You, I mean, you're going to be every game that he comes in and comes out. He's changing roles. I mean, look at Patty Mills performance or play since Kyrie Irving's back. It's been extremely inconsistent. He's been a shell of himself, and that's because his role is not defined. His role is changing every other day. He doesn't have a clear role. And I think the Brooklyn organization, I think they were too quick to make that decision because of the desolate situation that the Nets were in. Losing games, struggling to find consistency, so they made a panic move in allowing them to be a part-time player, and it cost them chemistry. They look, James Harden wanted out. Obviously, they were able to get the trade done, but they brought in Ben Simmons, a player who hasn't been able to play a game all year. Kevin Durant has been KD. He's made a long-term commitment to that team, but Kyrie hasn't, even though he says he has, but we've heard that from Kyrie before when he was with Boston. This is one of the reasons why James Harden was reluctant to sign the extension. And I think he saw the writing on the wall before we did. Unfortunately, James Harden quit on his team, something that he did with the Houston Rockets. And that's one thing I cannot accept as a former athlete. I hate people who quit and cheat the game. And that's what James Harden did. He, he, he started to quit on that team and it started to show mightily, um, Weeks before they traded him to the Philadelphia 76ers. So James Harden, we definitely have to list him as one of the biggest disappointments, mainly because even when he got traded, his play never picked up. He showed a few games which showed flashes of what the combination of Joel Embiid and, and, and himself could be. But he hasn't found his stride yet. He looks to be a bit out of shape, possibly still hampered by that hamstring injury. But he looks to be one of the bigger disappointments of the year so far. Number two, I have to go with Zion Williamson, right? Many people have actually forgotten that Zion Williamson even exists. Right? He missed a large chunk of his rookie season before coming back and averaging 20 a game in his sophomore year. Right? He was expected to return at the start of this season, but multiple setbacks caused him not to be able to play a single game. Yet we see him before the play-in game doing 360 windmill dunks, right? There's no doubt that Zion has all the talent in the world. And you really can't blame him for the injuries. His lack of game time 
has been extremely disappointing, especially with the hype of him coming out of Duke. People thought he would be the next face of the league. All right. And, and many people kind of forewarned and projected that his size, the way he lands, it's going to catch up with him and those injuries are going to start to mount. Hopefully he's been able to get that under control as rumors were circulating earlier this year that he was a bit out of shape. Pictures kind of circulated around that indicated that much. But then you also had other pictures that circulated around that made you believe he was in great shape and he was just trying to rehab and get back from the injury. So only time will tell with Zion Williamson. Um, we I really hope to see him on the court. C.J. McCollum coming to that team has been one of the best trades over the last couple of years that I've seen. I was kind of iffy about how that would work with Brandon Ingram. And it looks to have even reinvigorated Brandon Ingram to a certain degree, taking some of the pressure to score off of him. The ability to space the floor has done wonders for Brandon Ingram's game. And that team has been extremely competitive since the trade deadline. Starting the year off 1-12, potentially can be one of the first teams in NBA history to start off that bad and still make the playoffs. So you have to big give a big up. To that coaching staff over there, new coaching staff at that, young coach over there, really galvanizing and getting that team up and ready to play. But, you know, as we round this list out, I think many people know what I'm about to say right here. But the number one biggest disappointment of the 2021-22 NBA season is most definitely the Los Angeles Lakers. The entire organization from LeBron James to Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, even the role players. This definitely tops our list as one of the biggest disappointments in the NBA. Right. The truth be told, probably won't be many surprised at this. Obviously, I think everyone could have forecasted who my number one disappointment was going to be. Right. The Lakers, though, entered the season as heavy championship favorites. I think they were second right behind the Brooklyn Nets. Right. But they never looked anything like a championship team. In fact, they looked more like a lottery team the entire year. Right. They were sitting around at the kind of the knife seed in the Western Conference, especially after the all star break. Everybody thought that they would kind of fight their way and maybe get up to six or seven. And it never happened. It never happened. Right. LeBron James was amazing as usual. But Anthony Davis missed a whole bunch of games. His shooting percentages were horrendous, even though he was still averaging 24 and 10. And on top of that, Russell Westbrook had to be benched numerous times because his role had changed to such a degree on that Laker team that he couldn't be Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook couldn't be the guy that spaces the floor, stands in the corner while LeBron James operates in when the shot clock's running down, you can't throw him that time bomb at the end of the shot clock and tell him to make an open shot. That's not Russell Westbrook. And I don't necessarily blame Russ. Russell Westbrook is Russell Westbrook. And the Lakers, Frank Vogel, LeBron James are all responsible for taking away or at least not creating an offense that caters to his skill sets. Bringing him in, you have to understand what his skill sets are, what made him great, what made him an MVP caliber player. Even if you go back one year when he was with the Washington Wizards, what 
made Russell Westbrook explode, especially in the second portion of the season after the All-Star break to get that Wizard team into the playoffs. The Wizards let Russell Westbrook be Russell Westbrook. Bradley Beal let Russ be Russ. The Lakers, on the other hand, they were asking Russ to don't be as aggressive. Don't turn the ball over. Make the jumpers. Make the open shots. And as Russ got more passive, the Lakers just started getting blown out more and more. And then let's to top all this off. Even in, at the trade deadline, everyone with a brain saw that this Russell Westbrook experiment was not working. And the Lakers didn't make a single trade at the deadline. They didn't make a single move at all. They had the opportunity to move Russell Westbrook to bring in John Wall and Christian Wood. All they had to do was give up that draft pick years down the line that probably won't equate to much because the Lakers don't draft well. They didn't want to part with that draft pick. And now they're stuck with Russell Westbrook. And now they have to figure out how can we move them in the offseason. Although we hear rumors swirling of potential trade suitors like the Indiana Pacers or the Charlotte Hornets. Those are just rumors. And many times when these rumors circulate, that's generally because they're not true. I, I believe that the Lakers are going to be stuck with Russell Westbrook at least until the trade deadline next season. Anthony Davis is going to have to find a way to come into camp next year in shape. Yes, I understand he got married in the offseason, right? Honeymooning and doing things like that. I know he wanted, yeah, they have lives to live. I understand that. But this Laker team was not ready to play. And even more disappointing that, you know, they make trades or they make sign-ins for guys like Kendrick Nunn, right? The Malik Monk experiment worked to a certain degree, but bringing that man in, you have to understand that you're sacrificing a ton of defense. Trevor Ariza, the experiment there absolutely did not work. Avery Bradley, obviously now we know why the Warriors released him so easily when it surprised many. He's a shell of himself. He's no longer Avery Bradley, the defensive stopper that we all knew. Wayne Ellington, yes, he can make threes. He's getting blown by every play. I think Austin Reeves might be the only bright spot on that Laker roster. It almost looked like on a night in and night out basis that he might have been the only one who cared about winning and losing. You can see it on his face. I believe in December, LeBron James stopped caring about winning and losing. And he was more focused on the scoring title than he was with winning games and helping this Laker team get to the playoffs. Obviously, that's going to be tough for Laker fans to hear, especially if you're Le LeBron James fanatic. But that's my observation. LeBron James has a lot of experience in this league. He knows how to win. He's had teams like this worse and gotten them to the playoffs. But he didn't get them to the playoffs by trying to chase a scoring title. He got them to the playoffs by finding ways to get guys involved, finding ways to open up guys' games. And he never did that with Russell Westbrook. He never did that with the young guys. There were reports circulating that Malik Monk was saying all of these old guys on the team are just sitting around, running around, pointing the finger and blaming the young guys for everything that goes wrong. There's no teaching. There's no learning on the fly. It's either you know it or you don't. And Malik Monk is 
said on record that he came to the Lakers to learn. I don't know if he learned anything in this losing campaign by the Los Angeles Lakers. So, again, you know, we have to round out our list with the Lakers. You know, a lot of criticism been leaking out from all camps involved, from players, organization, agents, right? A lot of just negative publicity just leaking out. And, and now that Frank Vogel's fired, they have some decisions to make as well. Who's going to be the next coach? I hear Juwan Howard. I'm hearing Nick Nurse. Right? If if it were me, I would I believe that Juwan Howard should be the next coach of that team. Somebody who can rule with an iron fist. And I think at this stage, LeBron James can no longer be the GM of your team. He 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 knows how to construct a team to win in 2009 or 2010, but in today's NBA, you need to put guys on the floor that are young, that are spry, that can move that are energetic and that can help this older team out when they get gassed. And he failed to do that as a GM. So put a guy in place who's going to demand more from LeBron James, who can rule with an iron fist, because that's what LeBron James needs at this particular time. LeBron James needs to stop trying to be the GM, stop trying to be the guy to get his buddies into into the club. And he just needs to lock in and focus on winning another championship to supplant his legacy, wherever you may have him. But that's what I truly believe. So, we'll, again, as we, we we can kind of summarize that list. We got the Lakers at number one, the biggest disappointment of the league. Zion Williamson is the number two biggest disappointment. James Harden falls at three, man. Just the way he quit on the team is unacceptable. Um, the Atlanta Hawks fall at four. And then the Sacramento Kings are falling at five wit. Again, the, the the New York Knicks are making my honorable mention, but I, I really didn't elevate them higher because I actually predicted that they would kind of regress to a certain degree. Without them having any major stars on that team to help propel them, it was only a matter of time before offenses started to figure out that defense. Yes. Yes, they did a great job last year of surprising a lot of teams with that very intricate zone defense that a lot of teams struggled to figure out. But this year was no longer a surprise. It's been scouted out. It's been exposed. And and Tom Thibodeau did not do a good job of adjusting. He's the type of coach that needs to be in L.A., the, the iron fist Forcing guys to play defense and allowing players like LeBron James to just do what he does on the offensive end. That's the coach that the Lakers need. Vogel might have been the coach that the Knicks needed. But, we'll, you know, we'll never know, man. We'll, we'll never know um, in, in these NBA circles. A lot of things are changing. The, the play-in games have started. Clippers with a major, major loss. Um, losing to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, I think that was very, very shocking right there um, to watch them lose that game. Um, and so the, as these play-in games complete and we really have a rounded-out playoff format, we're going to be coming back doing a, a playoff show um, to really talk about these matchups and for, kind of forecast who's going to be in the NBA Finals. Now, right now, as it stands, I have the Bucks and the Suns back there again in another epic duel. Um and I just really feel like the Bucks are going to repeat. Giannis just looks unstoppable. 
I mean, I watched them play against the Brooklyn Nets a couple weeks ago, and I'm just thinking to myself, how do you stop that? How do you stop that? What what defensive game plan can you honestly deploy on the Bucks to slow Giannis? He made a step back three to tie the game at seven feet tall. When he drives, nobody can stop him. When you try to take a charge, he has the finesse and the footwork to Euro step. What do you do about that? All right, so we're going to be talking about those things in future podcasts to come. I really appreciate you guys listening to the first episode of FYF Sports Podcast. This first show kind of went a little bit longer than I normally would like most shows to go. Most shows are going to be about 20 minutes long. This one went on for about 30 minutes, obviously, because we had to introduce introduce the show to you guys and just kind of let you guys know what to expect from this show from this day going forward. Man, we look to be consistent. We look to drop the hottest news takes the hottest stories, and 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 I cannot wait for the day when we open these panels up and have live callers on the panel to really open up these discussions and and and, and you know give that 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 different edge. And you know when people are able to call in, you don't know what they're gonna say. That just brings a different edge. Um, and that's what I hope to do on this show, man. If you if you don't know, you can follow us on all other platforms. Obviously, in the description of this video, you can hit the all my links button to follow us on social media. You know, any other platforms where we drop content. Uh, we look forward to seeing you guys there. We look forward to you being a part of this podcast journey here as we look to grow, grow a fan base over here for all of our daily commuters. Um, and this is a daily commuter podcast just to kind of give you guys the sports talk that you're not able to get when you tune into some of these other shows where the messages are not authentic and these guys are just too big of fans of other players and other teams. We're going to keep it balanced and hit and call it straight down the middle. But you know what? Today has been a great podcast show, man. I appreciate you guys for listening. Um, look forward. Look forward to hearing from you guys um, more and more. Make sure you email us with your thoughts on other format. Um, but as we grow, we want you guys to grow with us, learn more about us, hear our message. And that's what we about here at FYF Sports. It's FYF Sports. And we out. You can't compete with me. It's no debate. You can fake. And it's too real with me. What's the topic? I'll block it. I keep that shield with me. Ammo loaded. I'm cocking. I got that steel with me. What you talking is nonsense. Blow off your conscience. I'm a living sickness. Magic Johnson. By that action. No Bronson. I'm a King LeBron. And the whole league is fuck your feelings. Who you thought it would be? Catch me in the streets. Internet thugs just typing no keys. And the fans from Ticket TV sign that permission slip, please. That Max Ether gon' heat you, make you fall to your knees. No way out, this the firm, come near this stove, you gon' burn.